It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Here's the give. Walker! Kenny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and so yes. caught! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They did it! Armand Ross, they brought the receiving end! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from a young Cabrera. He's got two goals. Larkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back on this Tuesday. Hour number three, coming to you live on the 28th and final day of the month of February. January took 74 days. February went through in about two weeks. Incredible how that happens. Let's get right to the Meyer Supercenter guest line. 248-951-2176. 248-951-2176. That's where we find Freddie. Good morning, Freddie. How are you, my friend? Can somebody tell me what's going on with traffic today? Why is traffic so heavy today? Uh, I'm not really sure why traffic is so heavy, but I did realize this yesterday while driving. Uh, I don't know if it was just a bad day on the roads or if I just ran into all the bad drivers, but man, people were, uh, people were strange, strange individuals yesterday. Everybody behaving themselves out there, Freddie. You, you sure, you, you sure they were maybe slowing down to kind of gawk at you. They saw you and said, Oh my God, that's Anthony Bellino. You sure I needed, that wasn't it? I needed to get a bag of All frozen I needed a bag of frozen carrots. So I ran to the store real quick uh last night to get a bag of frozen carrots. I open up the freezer door and I'm going to grab the carrots and I feel like somebody behind me, right? And so I'm like, uh-huh. all right, so I grab the carrots and I'm like, oh, I'll probably get like, you know, maybe some broccoli or maybe I'll get something else while I'm here. So I throw the carrots in my basket and this guy is like holding the door behind me and I'm like, okay. So I just kind of look back and I step out and this guy's just rummaging through. I let him in the same door just rummage at the grabbing everything that he can and then just speeds off and i'm like okay all right so i'll open the door back up get what i need i saw him in the parking lot i beat him out of the parking lot he did all that rushing around acting like an idiot for nothing i wait your turn oh i'm sorry go ahead no no not you i meant that guy who was behind me trying to hold the freezer door for me just wait your turn i'm not going to take there's like five thousand bags of frozen vegetables here i'm not going to take them all dude relax uh so what do you got going on this morning freddie this 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 world this this world man, I tell you people are, people are just uh, I won't even say the words just I just it just it, it 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 befuddles me the way people are nowadays everyone's in a hurry everyone's rude everyone's um, just you know every time we go to the store with my kids I always say let's go get to the park get to the car go right in the car get get in the park walk don't don't be talking in the parking lot get right in the car shut the door lock the doors. People are nuts. They are nuts. I always always tell people, the Walking Dead was less about zombies and more about human-to-human interaction in the course of a disaster. Like, that's what the Walking Dead was actually about. You know, and, you know, my my son, you know, being with the autism, he's kind of turning into Rain Man. We get in the car, he's like, let's go, let's lock the doors. People are nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
when, oh, he, yeah. when, he, so, when he's old enough to go to Vegas, uh, come on, little one. Let's go. Uh, let's, let's work yeah. on that retirement fund a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, first of all, I, I sent in a text yesterday. You didn't read it. Dave from Hudson Draw, I just want you to know you have a big fan in me. I love when you call. Just love it. Uh, Dave from Hudsonville. I actually tweet. I actually text Dave from Ice Cream Land. Is, is, uh, I, Anthony didn't read that yesterday. I read wanna, that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. oh, my bad. I owe you an apology. My, my right. bad. Dave. Everybody's apologizing Dave today. Yeah, so Dave from Hudsonville, yeah. Um, so, um, uh, Lions draft. I, I, I tuned in a little later this morning. I heard you talking about Dak Prescott, and you said, hey, man, what, what, what are the Dallas Cowboys going to do with these big contracts? they got to sign all these players. So let's, let's shift it over to the Lions. If the Lions sign Jared Goff long-term, what are we going to do with all our players that are coming up, our young players that are going to look for big contracts? Penny Sewell, uh, Amon St. Brown, uh, you know, guys like that. What are we going to do if we sign Goff to a large contract? Pray that the uh, salary cap goes up, uh, you know, clutch our pearls, and know that Jared Goff is not going to get the same sort of you know, Dak Prescott right now in the books for $49 million. Um, and with Stephen Jones saying that he believes that Dak, they can win it all with Dak, that's really the big story is that they're going to restructure it, how they're going to do it, whether they're going to extend him and free up even more space and convert some of that money into a signing bonus. I'm sure that's eventually what will happen uh, with Jared Goff at, you know, as the uh, – I'm sure some restructuring will be done. And if they convert it into a signing bonus, they'll be able to free up a little bit of space. I don't know, however, if they want to go with a contract extension at the end of this if the next quarterback is not already in place. And you whether, know, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, whether they, they, they get that guy in, in the first round or the second round of this year's draft, if they feel comfortable with that, I mean – you know, I, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I don't want it at six, uh, unless unless it's somehow like a guy like C.J. Stroud were to fall. But even then, you know, is is he the guy that's going to take you to to the to the next level? Um, he might be. I don't like. And, I, don't like C, I don't like C.J. Stroud. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of him as a quarterback. I I know he redeemed himself versus Georgia, but I think that was just. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks redeem themselves for one game, if you ask me. But uh, I just think Georgia was sleepwalking that night, and uh, that's kind of what happened. So I can't speak to Will Levis. I never saw him play to beat you all, so I can't speak to him. So it would be unfair for me to say, let's take him at six. But if the Lions think he's good, yeah, go ahead. But uh, um, my thing is, you know, Jared Goff, Jared Goff's going to be interesting because, you know, this is, this is pretty much his last contract, his last big contract, if you would think. He's 28 years old. You know, if he does stay in Detroit and Lions do keep him, I mean, what? You, I mean, do you think he would take a discount to stay here, given that the Rams threw him to the garbage, and and he came out of there pretty much, you know, shiny, and said, "Hey, you know, Detroit gave me a shot and uh, revived my career. Do I give this team a discount, or do I say, listen, this is my last big contract? Um, I want to get my money. I, I don't, I don't know what, um, which way I." You know, Jared Goff would go with that. I really don't know, but uh, it'll be interesting to find out. I wouldn't it, rush to sign him, to be honest with you. Yeah, and he's got two more years. He's got this year and he's got 2024. He'll make uh, about $21 million, uh this year, and the next year he'll make $21.5 million. 
And so when you think That's about it. having a veteran quarterback with that kind of with that kind of money right there, it, it counts for a lot more against the cap because the way it was structured, it counts for thirty one million against the cap this year and thirty one and a half next year. So those numbers are a little bit different. Um, but I really, I mean, when you talk about a base salary. That's a pretty those are those are relatively good numbers considering the fact that the quarterback market is constantly resetting itself. And when you have guys like Dak Prescott, who's pretty much I, I would say unproven. I mean, you haven't you haven't won anything. At least Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like Jalen Hurts uh, being able to get there. I mean, Jared Goff is a guy who got there, and I think that his number where it's at right now is probably pretty stable. He'll be 31 when he reaches unrestricted free agency in 2025. That will probably be his last uh, major deal. So whether or not he's going to go for the gusto and want the entire bag, I don't know if that'll be possible. You know, just because yeah. you'll have a lot of other guys that are up for contract renewals, and obviously if he's going to resign, it's got to be a situation that, A, is working for him, and, B, he's smart enough to know. Like, he's a guy that he's got a pretty level head. You know, he's, he's got his foundation. Yeah. He just seems to really be very, very self-aware. And I think that that really I works out in that. the Lions' best interest. Yeah, let's hope so. And, and, I, and when, you know, when Penny Sewell decides, I'm telling you, I've been saying this for years, this guy's going to break the bank when it comes off to Lyman. I mean, he is, I mean, whether he signs the Lions or somewhere else, he's going to break the bank for, uh, he's going to get left tackle money. I don't care if he's playing right tackle, right guard. I don't care. He's going to get left tackle money. There's no doubt about it. Just uh, he's going to break the bank. He's going to change. He's going to change what offensive linemen get for, for many, many years. And uh, lastly, you know, I tweeted out yesterday. I don't care if the Lions take. You know, I want the Lions take quarterback early, but they got to sign a veteran. Carson Wentz got released yesterday, and I, you know, I he's the kind of veteran I, I want to kind of see in the back. I'm not saying he would be the only name, but he's the kind of guy I want for years a veteran backup because if they think they're going to win. You got to have somebody back there, like a Case Keenum or a Carson Wentz or somebody like that, that you know that can come in and win a few games for you, or at least a few quarters for you. So um, we'll see. Anyway, Dan and Freddie have been talking off the air. Dan said the same thing to me just now uh, during the break. We'll step aside. We're back with more X's and Bros after this year on the Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar with prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness. So be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T. 
T-E-R.com. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. Traverse City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Yeah, I got to let this one run, Dan. This reminds me of going down to Daytona, spring break, 1984. Had the big van, carpet on the inside, leisure <laughs> suits. Oh, chest hair poking out. Who doesn't love that? I mean, come on. Come on. Who doesn't love that? Love it. You might be right on that date. 1980. This might be a ni- right around 1984. I was there. Damn. Actually, it was a little earlier. Been like, this song might have been 84. My Daytona days, spring break, were like 81. That was, what a time. Coming out of the 70s. Oh, turn up a little bit, Dan. Turn up a little bit, Dan. There's a whole host of people right now in the demographic of, I don't know, 40 plus, maybe in the 50s range, 50, 60 to listen to us right now. This song is sending them into flashbacks, the time of their lives, no cell phones, had to be home by the streetlights, had to remember phone numbers and directions in your brain. Oh, what a, what a time to be alive. No computers. Those were the days, folks. Hope you enjoyed them. Hope you enjoyed them. Great time. All right. So, do you I know the this... origin of this song? No. Uh, I believe they were told they could not write any songs. They were bad songwriters because they couldn't write any songs that weren't about girls. And they said, we'll make one about a race car. And it ended up being about girls anyway. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, what is it? SD and rock and roll? Something like that? Those are the days. So I'm reading the Wikipedia. By the way, it's released in 1984. So, Bing, Bing Bong on that one. It said he was accused by reporters of singing about only women partying in fast cars, and he realized he'd never written a song about fast cars. <laughs> there you go. So, boom, roasted. Uh, I saw this uh, this article come up on The Athletic. It was the 2023 NFL Super Bowl era franchise rankings. And I thought that this was pretty interesting because Super Bowl 57 had, having the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are high up on the uh, high up on the totem pole right now. They, they got a pretty good swing going, but it's not the first time that they've been good, right? And, you know, it's like how how do you go about trying to rank these teams? Well, I thought The Athletic did was really, really cool. So they gave you 11 points for winning the Super Bowl. They gave you five points for losing the Super Bowl. They gave you three points for an AFC or NFC championship game appearance and one point for making the playoffs. 
kind of an arbitrary scale here, but you know, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting how they weighted it towards you know who would be you know at the top of the franchises, and I think that it's 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 interesting because you look at tier one as they put it the heavyweights, and there are some teams in this. There's only four teams here. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers with through the 2023 season had 116 points. Now, if you win the Super Bowl, you just get 11 points. Like you don't get you don't get the one point for making the playoffs and the three points for the championship game and the five point. You know you don't get any of that. You just get a straight eleven. Like that's it. So if you made the playoffs and got a point, then you made the playoffs. If you if you if you missed it, obviously you don't get anything. If you made it to a championship game, you just get three points. If you made it to the Super Bowl but you lost, you just get the five, right? So it's it's it makes sense on how they want to do that. They had Pittsburgh at one followed by New England with 115, Dallas at 113, and San Francisco at 107. I don't think that you're going to see the Dallas Cowboys, like as much as I dislike them, like they're still going to be good. Like they're still going to be a good team next year. San Francisco has found a way through some kind of somewhat lean years to bounce right back and be in that in that conversation. If they could figure out their quarterback position, you know, they maybe we have something there. In New England, I don't know. They had such a good run, a dominant run, a historical, never to be repeated run in the two thousands and the twenty tens that I I don't know. I mean, you know, Mac Jones getting a nod of uh confidence from some teammates is always good in the press, but outside of that, I don't really know. In Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has had consistency in ownership. They've had consistency in the front office. They've had consistency at the head coach and at the quarterback position up until now. So that's that's really a, a monstrous question looming over the Pittsburgh Steelers. In Tier 2, they had the light heavyweights. Could you guess any of the teams that would be in Tier 2 out of the light heavyweights? Who would be in that next group? And by you, the way, can you give in, me the heavyweights real quick again? Yep, the heavyweights, the the top four uh, programs and franchises in the NFL were the Steelers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you think would be in that next group? And I'll give you a hint: there's five teams here. Uh, the Packers. Bing bong. Yeah, Packers came in at number five, uh, eighty-two total points. Buffalo for all their lost Super Bowls. That's a no, good one. Surprisingly not. Hmm. Yeah. Surprisingly not. There's a team in here that's really it's going to rattle the cage a little bit. There's a couple of them. Eagles? No. The e- Raiders came in at 6, hmm. the Broncos at 7 with 76 total points, followed up by the LA Rams and then the Kansas City Chiefs. Green Bay has a monstrous question right now with a $50 million quarterback that went and hid in a hobbit hut for who knows how long. The Raiders bailed on their quarterback. We don't know what they're going to do. The Broncos just you know hired Sean Payton, which is you know good for them. Russell Wilson, maybe they'll figure it out. And last year was just an anomaly. The L.A. Rams seem to be a little bit on the fringe here because of, you know, will they trade? Ramsey to try to get some of that draft capital back that they spent to get those Super Bowls. Will they, you know, what what's the deal with Matthew Stafford? Bobby Wagner now up for grabs. Like they're they're making some significant changes there. Will they 
They mortgaged their future to win right now. They got that title, but where does that franchise sit now trying to rebuild moving forward? That's the question for Les Need. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't see any stopping them. Uh, they, As long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy and playing football, and Andy Reid's the head coach there, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's a, that's pretty, that's a pretty good franchise that, that can definitely climb the ranks. Then you have Tier 3, the middleweights. In this tier, there are six teams. That's where you find the New York Giants and the Indianapolis Colts tied at 61 points apiece. Until they find a quarterback in Indy, they have massive problems. The Giants showed a little bit of life. Uh, Dable and company have them rallying and rebounding. Miami, will their quarterback uh, be healthy moving forward? Washington moves on from Carson Wentz, so now they got to find one. The Minnesota Vikings just kind of stuck in mediocrity. And then the Philadelphia Eagles, a team on the rise with one of the, the, the bright, shining stars, a very promising Jalen Hurts. Things are looking up for them. Then you have Tier 4, the welterweights. That's where you find the Buffalo Bills. Checked in at number 16 with 41 points, followed by the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Chicago Bears, the Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the New Orleans Saints. Then you keep going, and you find Tier 5, the lightweights. We're still not there, folks. 26 total points for the Falcons, followed up by the Chargers and the Browns, 25 apiece, and then the Carolina Panthers with 20 points. And then welcome to tier number six, the Arizona Cardinals with 15 points, the Jacksonville Jaguars with 14 points. The Jacksonville Jaguars became a franchise in when? 1994? 1995? 14 points in franchise history. The Detroit Lions, 14 points. In franchise history. Check in at number 31, followed up by the Houston Texans. And the reason Detroit is behind Jacksonville is because they've been around in this league for a whole lot longer and they average 0.25 points per season. Just, just tough. 12 playoff years, one Final Four, no Super Bowl losses, no Super Bowl wins, two points in the last decade. The Detroit Lions. Number 31. That's heartbreaking. Be back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. The new M Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner, 
and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar. With prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss Sweet Rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Share your thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Battling a hiccup right there. Uh, Meyer Supercenter guest line 248 That's where we find USDA. Scott is on hold. Good morning, Scott. How are you, my friend? Good, good. How are you this morning? Hey, uh, you guys did bring some nostalgia back. We warmed up in high school to jump from Van Halen and welcome to the jungle from Guns N' Roses. Can I tell you this, that I never want to hear the song jump ever again for whatever reason. (laughs) Uh, I don't. It started with football. So we we had hired this guy to. He wasn't a DJ. He was just clicking the buttons to play music, and he played the same six songs all season long. And one of them was Jump. And I'm like, dude, nobody's jumping out here. There's no jump ball. Like I I get it if you want to like uh, jump. Bah, 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 bah. If you have a jump ball, okay, I get it. But outside of that, like no. By the way, they need to fix that in college basketball and in high school basketball. Give up the possession arrow if it's a jump ball. Make them jump for it like the NBA. No, we would uh, we 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 would dunk to that before it became a technical in high school. Before when you uh, dunked in warmups. Oh, a little humble brag there. Huh? Is that a little humble brag? That's what the kids say when you try to throw each other. Oh, you know, that's what we dunked to back in my back in my day. We would dunk to that. They during layup drill. That's what that's that's the one they played. So yeah, got all the crowd going. But anyhow, no, I mean. We had uh, three D1 players, and then we had in state quarterfinals was, I think it's still the largest high school game ever watched. We played uh, Flint Northwestern. They had to move it to the Flint IMA. It was like over 14,000 people. Um, that is played. a lot. That's a lot of people for a high school game. Hey, Scott, we got to uh, we got to bounce out, man. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the trip down memory lane. I knew that song would trigger you. Uh, one of the guys who I'm sure is is probably going to listen to Panama on his way to the arena uh, tonight. The coach Kyle Barlow joins us now. Coach Barlow, good morning to you, my friend. How are you, partner? Great morning, man. How are you doing? It. You know, it sounds like you got some good callers on this morning. I never made it. Uh, very far in high school basketball, so it's good. Like you said, to reminisce a little bit 
Um, my era was every warm up song in high school and continued into college was We Read It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, yep. everybody had that song and now even like now even in games today when they start playing that uh, the bring them out, bring them out. Like when the team's coming out, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Have, have have we been down this same road before, right? Like, come on, can, can we get something new? It's not like the music industry is getting any shortage of songs out there. Yeah, I like that uh, that little Uzi Vert, I Just Want to Rock. They've been playing that more and more uh, during during uh, warm-ups. And uh, we, do it, we play it before tip-off at Toledo, and it seems to really uh, – the players seem to really enjoy it. I really like it, kind of a – Kind of a catchy little beat there for for a couple minutes, so that's a uh, that's a good time, Coach Barlow. I'm having some trouble trying to figure out what exactly you know because you did your GA years under John Beeline at the University of Michigan. Uh, you're a real Michigan man, Concordia alum. That's where he played his college ball. Don't let him fool you. This guy had game back in the day. I had people telling me, you know, a guy by the name of Garrett Keeler. By the way, have you ever heard that name? Uh, I I do, I do. Okay, yeah, Garrett Keeler is like, oh man. I got to listen to Kyle. Uh, he and I were at Concordia at the same time. I'm like, no, you weren't. And maybe, maybe you guys were. I don't know. But he 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 yeah, looks forward to you every week. Bolino, Bolino, it's a school of 400 undergrads. Like, yeah, I, I knew the guy. Right? <laughs> That's crazy. You knew Garrett Keeler. Wow, small world. Yeah. He's just in Arizona, living his best life downtown Scottsdale. He and his wife. Oh man. Anyways, neither here nor there. I gotta ask you. I'm having some trouble trying to figure out whether or not the Michigan Wolverines are gonna make the tournament. I I, I mean. What I know the loss of Central Michigan. You brought this up. Is an yeah, anchor. I was hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll forget about that. I was hoping you brought this up because three weeks ago you were asking me to write their eulogy. I mean, you were, you were, you were the, you were the pastor. You were asking me to write the eulogy, speak the eulogy for Michigan. You're talking to me about what it takes to get in the NIT, and I said, hold on, Bolino. Like the beauty of the Big Ten is, you play net quad one games every game in the Big Ten. Wisconsin at home, quad one game. Rutgers on the road, quad one game, right? Like, you get every single chance to get yourself back in this thing, and Michigan has. Like, they climb back into the picture. Now, going down to Illinois, right, is uh, the remaining game, and then uh, I forget, I'm blanking, they got somebody at home who's a quad one game to end the year, right? I forget who it is. No, we got uh, Illinois on the road. This is the song that was playing in the background as I was talking about. What does it take to get into the NIT? Yep. Just hitting them with little taps yeah. there. Um, yeah, we've yeah. got Illinois on the road and Indiana at Assembly Hall on the road to, to, to close down the season. Yeah. That's what the schedule looking like. Wisconsin was our last home game. Just like they drew it up, Terrence Williams just threw it into Hunter Dickinson, uh, and he just was like, here, one dribble, just chuck it, and it went in. Pandemonium. Oh, my God, went in overtime. It was crazy. A little reminiscent of uh, Chrysler Center back in uh, December when the Bobcats threw one off the backboard. With one second left, it almost worked. Force overtime. It was a, it was a little reminiscent of that, right? Um, but no, man, what a, what a great game! And you know, I thought you know they controlled early, and you know, obviously Wisconsin came back. But anyways, my thing is, I told you that there's going to be a chance to make this tournament. Now, if you split, because these are both quad one games you got coming up, if you split those and then you win one to two, and I don't know, dare I say three in the Big Ten tournament, you're putting yourself in a really good position to maybe get in that playing game for that 12 seed or that 8-9 seed, whatever they do it now. I think the 12 seed is a playing game now. Um, so you're putting yourself in a good position there. So the, the the BPI, just to tell tell people how screwed up this is, the Basketball Power Index has Michigan ranked at 53rd at 17-12. and 12. They have Ohio State. That's 10th in the Big Ten. They have Ohio State at 9th, 
right now, the BPI, and 43rd in BPI. It's just crazy. Strength of schedule rank for Michigan, 24th. Strength of record rank, 53rd. I don't know. You have net rankings. They're like 50 to 55. They're going to be somewhere in that range right now. Like yeah. I just, you know, yeah. if you figure if we're looking for the top, what, 64 plus four in the net rankings to make the tournament, like, do they, does that mean they're good enough to get in? What's the selection committee no, really no, looking no. at? It doesn't because you probably need to be top 45 at minimum in the net rankings. I think in the history of the NCAA tournament, there's only been X amount of 50 plus um, net rankings, only a handful uh, to make the playing game. Um, because, like, yeah, it's 68 teams, and you're like, well, all you got to do is be top 68, but you forget there's, you know, how many ever automatic qualifiers? 32. Yeah, 32 automatic qualifiers, which, you know, the the automatic qualifier for the MAC, for example, because I know this, at best is going to be Toledo at at a net 80. So, like, that you got, and then that takes one spot off your 68, so now you got to be top 67. They do that for all the leagues. So you really need to be top 40, uh, top 45 to really feel like you have a chance. But that's where the, the net rankings, the quad one victories really come into play. And those can really boost you up the net rankings because Michigan wasn't even top uh, 50 or top 60 a little while ago. Um, so they're really making a push uh, here late. Very similar to last year, Bellino. A certain point guard starts playing a lot better. Oh, um, yeah. The pieces start playing a little better, Bellino. Give me, give me a little chill thing about last year. I'm telling you what, I, I, I tweeted this out a while back, but I, I knew very early on, uh, once once Jalen Llewellyn went down with his injury, Doug McDaniel was going to be asked to be more than just a change of pace guard for you know spot, spot minutes here. This kid was going to have to grow up, and he was going to have to grow up fast. And I'm watching him play, and I it, it, this is a Doug McDaniel and Terrace Reed Jr. fan account. That's my Twitter. Yeah. My Twitter is Terrace and Doug propaganda machine is what it is. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. like they, those two can do no wrong. They're so young. They're so raw. Doug is figuring it out. He's doing an amazing job of doing so. And for me, looking at this team, I, you know, Kobe Bufkin really coming into his own. You know, he took some shots the other day. We were like, oh, you know, he might be reading the old Twitter. He might be reading John Hollinger tweet, you know, talking about, hey, here comes Kobe Bufkin, first rounder. You know, what's he going to do? And it's like, please don't read that. Don't even pay attention to it. Don't talk to anybody. <laughs> throw your phone in the ocean. But it's interesting. You know, things are really moving around the, the court. They're using Hunter Dickinson a lot more. And, you know, one guy hasn't been in the lineup. It does raise my eyebrows a little bit there. So um, one thing about Kobe, because obviously he's been playing really well. Um, I saw on Twitter this morning, so you know, I, you know how about don't believe everything you read there, right? Um, but he leads the Big Ten in field goal percentage at the rim. At, he's a plus 70%, so he's a little bit over 70%. Guess who's number two on that list? Zach Eady. Field goal for, yes, Zach Eady. Absolutely. So Kobe Bufkin has a higher field goal percent at the rim than Zach Eady. Now I'm sure Zach Eady's got more volume. Uh, because the dude never leaves the paint, right? So it, it's Three very seconds. fascinating to see that. Yeah, right. Uh, very fascinating to see that stat. The other thing I was going to say, and this is more towards the general college basketball uh, portion of the segment, right, is when you look at the net rankings, and we were going to do a deep dive a couple of weeks ago, but we got distracted. Who would have known? And um, people I know are saying, well, Michigan's tied for second in the Big Ten. They could be all alone in second place as little as next week or, or you know, in the next few days, they could be all alone in second place. Um, how are they not in the tournament? And I'll tell you, because not all 11-7, and seven, not all 12-7 and seven records are created equal. 
the way the net rankings work is they rank your wins based on where they're at and your quality opponent. So one, they rank it where you're at, right? And it's 1.3 plus 1.3 if you went on the road, plus one if you went on neutral, and plus 0.7 if you went at home. They rank it by opponent, and that's when your quad one, quad two, quad three come in handy. And you got to be a top, uh, 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 top. I think what is it, uh, 25 win at home to be a quad one top 50 net ranking on the neutral, top 75 on the road. So obviously these two road games are top uh, are going to be quad one games for Michigan because both those teams are in the top 75 in net rankings. So when you look at the records, especially in Big Ten play, it can be a little deceiving because all Michigan has around them and below them in the standings are tournament teams. So people are going to sit here and say, well, why, why is that not? And I'm going to tell you this, it's not all 11 and 7, not all 12 and 7, not all 13 and 7 records are created equal. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Um, and and it is. Uh, I wish I, I don't know. Like there is no perfect science to figuring this out, and that's why I guess we have selection Sunday. That's why we have automatic qualifiers. Uh, you know, from from the conferences and in there, a, a try to assemble uh, the best field possible. How many teams do you think from the Big Ten? get into the NCAA tournament. I've seen it as high as like Ooh. nine or 10. I've seen it or hovering around eight. Bracketology is going crazy. I mean, you have fifth ranked Purdue, 21st Maryland, 15th Indiana. You have Northwestern in there uh, that's rattled the cage a little bit. Michigan State uh, has fallen a little bit behind in the Big Ten standings. What about a Rutgers or an Illinois? What's Iowa worth at this point? Then you have Michigan. Yeah. It's like, holy mackerel, that's a lot of teams. I think all those teams are in. Um, besides the Michigan, who he did mention, or who you mentioned, and then Wisconsin, who he did mention, who are both kind of teetering on the last four in, last four out. I think those are your two wild cards right there. Like they're going to have to get some wins down the stretch, obviously, and win a couple games of the Big Ten tournament, obviously. So I, for for the teams you just rattled off, what was that six or seven? I, I feel pretty good about six or seven. I, it really just depends on what Michigan and Wisconsin do down the stretch to get to that eight or nine clip for the Big Ten this year. Is it weird that when you beat a team, you then root for them? Like, I, I saw this debate going back and forth, like, you know, Michigan fans, you can't root for Michigan State. It's Michigan State. And it's like, well, you know, nope. you did beat them, so you kind of want them to win, right? Absolutely. No, it's not weird. This is sports, guys. What are, what are we talking about? Would you rather Michigan be sitting home and watching the tournament? As a Michigan fan, your team's not in it. You can't fill up that bracket just because you hate Michigan State so much who's in already. Like, no, it's, that's to me, that's stupid, man. You take all the help you can get, right? At, at the end of the day, you root for your teams when you play. But, no, nah, man, I mean, shoot. <laughs> Whatever it takes, buddy. My man almost just cursed. I just want you to know that he almost he all he said what is going on here? Shoot, he says. And I I I'm wondering I, I do have to wonder this. And from a Michigan, Michigan State perspective, you split your games. The first one was an absolute rock fight. Uh why is it that it that Michigan is such a question mark as in last four you know, first four out or next four out, but Michigan State has like a guaranteed, oh, they're in. And it's like, well, you know. I mean, you just look at the, you look at the strength and schedule and then you look at the, what's the other one, the strength and uh, record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michigan, Michigan State by far played probably next to Alabama and a couple teams like that, probably a top five schedule in the country in the non-conference. So 
Yeah, you look at it, that really does matter when it comes down to it at the end of the day. You know, playing that aircraft carrier game where they lost uh, because I think it was Jay Nakins hoisted a three of the wind took it at the last second, uh, so he couldn't make it, right, on the aircraft carrier. You look at games like that, and those go a long, long way, um, especially this time of year, not because people necessarily remember those games, but because the metrics are in favor of teams who play those games. Where Michigan played a good schedule, um, but, you know, obviously they lost to Central Michigan. Um, we, we Ohio University probably should have won that game, but, you know, Michigan made the plays down the stretch, and obviously the big plays were theirs. Um, so you look at those things and those factors, and that's why Michigan State – has a nod right now, even though they have similar records and they split um, in, in, in their conference play, in their games. At the end of the day, you got to control what you can control, and three straight for Michigan is a really good start here. Now, if they could just you know handle business on the road at Illinois, if they can win the next two, uh, they will play in a couple of days at Illinois, and then they'll play uh, on the, what is that, the fifth at Indiana. They get that win at Indiana. Yeah. Boy, that would look really, really good because they, I mean, they should have had that game at home. Um, but yep. that, that's when I saw Jalen Hood Shafino for the first time in person, and I said, he is out of here. This is it for him. We don't have to worry about him anymore at Indiana. He is leaving. Goodbye, and hello, NBA. See you later, kid. You, I mean, I could not be more impressed uh, with what that young man, uh, his body of work, and just his frame, 6'6", six, six, point guard. Like, the, the dude's built for well, just, long-term just success. Just ask Purdue. Yeah, ask right? Purdue, I mean, right? Hey, I got to – I got a quick question for you. I know we're running up against it. Do you think it's Bush League? I know you love Matt Painter. You know, you get to sit next to those coaches. I heard your Hizzo story. It was great. You get to sit next to Matt Painter when he's in the uh, Chrysler Center. Do you uh-huh. think it's Bush League when he says after the game about Jalen Hood, Shapino, he said, yeah, we won't see, be seeing him much anymore. Do you think that's kind of gamesmanship? Do you think that's a backhanded compliment? Do you think that's just a legitimate phrase? Or do you think, like, that's like, hey, even Matt Painter thinks I should go to the NBA. There's no way I'm coming back. What, what do you think? What, what, where do you stand on that? Well, you gave me three options. That's A, B, C, and D, all the above. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big get out of here, kid. I don't want to see. Like, I'm telling you, they've, he came out of the floor. I'm like, Jalen and Shafino, okay, I've seen him a couple times on TV. Now I get to see him in person. Seeing it in person is so much different than seeing it on film. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, 100%. My dad. My dad was sitting there watching our game after he came to one of our games and we we're watching film at my house afterwards. He said, you know, what's crazy is this, it is way more physical and fast in person than what we're watching right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Like I was watching, uh, who was I watching? I was watching Hunter Dickinson and, um, the little skinny freshman guy from, uh, from Wisconsin. I mean, just battling, just banging on each other. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Like to get a post catch right now in the Big Ten, you got to work. I mean, you 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 run over the half court line, punch the time clock. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be physical. Yeah, and so Matt Matt Painter, like, yeah, get him out of here. That kid's so good. Oh man, don't have to worry about him anymore. Like he's out of here. Like yeah, backhanded and yeah, get out of here and yeah, put a little birdie in your ear. Get the hell out of here, Jalen (laughs) Unchafino. You're too good for this league. He is Kyle Barlow, the coach. Coach Barlow, my friend, is always. Appreciate the time. Thanks for stopping by. Adios against Kent State tonight. You need a W here. 7 o'clock. Adios. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Coach. See you. That's all for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place right here on the Michigan Sports Network.